And welcome. This is the Filmmakers Podcast. It was a teenage wedding and they all folks wished them well. Welcome to another edition. Thank you for sitting down and listening to us. I'm delighted today to welcome to the show the brilliant actor and director Dominic Brunt. Uh, he talks to us about how he first got into filmmaking uh, and made his first feature film before Dawn. It was a zombie indie film. And then he went on to make his second feature, Bait, a drama thriller. All the while, he was in the TV soap Emmerdale, which is such a far cry from the films he was making. He talks about the trials and tribulations of being an indie filmmaker and the big disappointments you can have along the way. Finally, we chat about his latest film, Attack of the Adult Babies. Oh yeah, it's a really fun, entertaining, educational podcast with Dominic. I was also joined by the wondrous Christian James, who edited this podcast. Um, Christian is the director of Freak Out, Stalled, Night Feed, and the recently released Fanged Up. Uh, we sat down at Directors UK and had a good old natter about filmmaking uh, and some laughs along the way. First of all, thank you for joining us again and thank you for those wonderful people who gave us so many nice comments about last week's podcast with James Kent, the director of The Aftermath. If you've since gone out and watched the brilliant film, The Aftermath, since the podcast, then please let me know and let me know what you thought. Uh, James was a wonderful guest and he gave you so much information and knowledge about filmmaking. I do suggest if you haven't listened to that podcast, do listen to it after this one. It is brilliant. So thanks again for all your lovely comments about that podcast. I really did enjoy speaking with James. Okay, so Boudica, the crowdfunder at the moment, it is the last day today, Tuesday, and this is the final day. If you haven't uh, seen it, please retweet us. If you can donate, do what you can. But we are 97% funded, which is incredible. Leading into the last day, again, scary as hell, uh, whether you're going to make it or not, because it's all or nothing. But do take a look. Boudica, link is in the show notes. Support if you can. If nothing else, just retweet. Do it, please. Um, make your film event April 23rd. Tickets are going like crazy. Obviously, we have Alice Lowe and we have Ado Yoshizaki uh, and we have another guest we're going to announce. But it is a week tomorrow no week today uh, that event April the 23rd get your tickets see you there um, okay do you want 20% off your rain dance submission yeah you do and you want to be in rain dance because it's a cool as hell festival the deadline for the early bird is the 26th of April that's literally a week and a half away um, so you need to submit your film and you need to get the 20% off discount which is Podcast 20. Link is in the show notes to all the things I've said. Just go there, click the links. It's easy. And remember, you can listen to us on iTunes, on Podbean, on the Britpod scene, or the Podfix Network, who have an array of brilliant podcasts as well. So go check them out. Link is in the show notes. Or you can go to filmmakerspodcast.com. And if you really like, go to uh, our Twitter page and follow us and retweet us and do all the nice things and say hello. Right, let's get to it. Here's Dominic Brunt, myself and CJ. Enjoy this week's Filmmakers Podcast. I'm absolutely mm. delighted to have the fantastic Dominic Brunt on our podcast. Hello, mate. Hello. Oh, <laughs> I've never yeah. been called fantastic before. That's very nice. You must have No more mumas. No more mumas. Right, well, that's yeah. nice. Of her. And she calls me fantastic and wonderful. Really? At the same yes. time or just it depends if you put the rubbish out or? One at a time. One at a yeah. time. Yeah. Never. Have you ever had both together? 
On my 21st birthday, yes. That's Brilliant. so nice. Yes. Yeah. But that was a kind of, it was a good day and a bad day, because where do you go from there? You know yeah. what I mean? Downhill. I'm nearly 50 now, which makes me want to kill myself. Oh, don't do it don't, now. Don't, no, yeah, no, I won't. Well, not yeah. now. It would make a great podcast. <laughs> it would yeah. make a great yeah. podcast. <laughs> Celebrity yeah. deaths. Are you nearly 50? Yes. Gosh, you 40, don't look I'm 49 it. in April. You've got to say that. Yeah, oh, do. yeah, we have. We, we have got to say that. that. It's what say people that. say. We're no just way. being sycophantic. But I've lost all my hair, but you've got grey. Thank you, yeah. Thank you, all right. Yeah. John, you're getting a nice bit. Of, I want this. I want the grey. I want the, the grey beard, the, the oh, chin. The bit of grey. I'm getting it. Wisdom. You this are. is terrible for a podcast, but no, no, listeners, I, we're... We look brilliant, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'm not a massive fan of the grey. I mean, yeah, it's what it is. Don't but, diet, though. You can no, tell. no, I couldn't diet. I'm really proud of the I've got a grey streak, but like Nancy what? in Nightmare on Elm Street. Look, oh, there. that's quite nice. Oh, grey yeah. streak. One grey streak. It's super bizarre, but I love it. Yeah, that's a bit. Um, what's she called? Elsa um, in... Oh, yeah, and um, Wicked, Mrs. No? Robinson. Mrs. Mrs. Yes. That, oh, I like that more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Robinson. yeah I think <laughs> Mrs. Quite Robinson, not so Simba. Distinguished. Mrs. Yeah. Robinson. <laughs> um, anyways, so yeah, <laughs> enough of that. So look, you've been doing this business for a long time. Yeah, you've been making films. You've been acting. How did you start? Let's go back to oh, your dear. filmmaking roots and your getting into this business. Um, I was a welder when I left school for five years, and then I was made redundant and then I wasn't doing anything so I joined a course because I played a bit guitar and I couldn't have, yeah. I couldn't get a job so I thought I'll go to college I'll, he's going to college I'll go to college yeah. and then on the guitar course the um which is a stupid idea and I think my mum and dad thought I was mentally ill I was a qualified welder then I could have I could have gone on the oil rigs to Glasgow or I could have gone to the compounds to Saudi Arabia mm. didn't fancy either uh and so, I'm not surprised. Uh, so, honest, no, I don't know why. Well, it's lazy, really. You know, right. It really wasn't. And uh, even now, you think, what was I thinking? But then, uh, then the chap on the drama course, uh, Martin Cosgrove, said, "Oh, you should come and do the drama instead." And I said, "Okay, I'll do that then," because my mates doing that, and then I did that, and then everything kind of went from there. So he saw it something was, in whether you your that I clearly didn't see. I didn't see anything. Yeah, he's like, yeah. God, that guy just can't play guitar. I've got to, <laughs> yeah, I've got to give him like something. Yeah. He still can't play. The he's guitar. got welder's hands, but do you know what? Look at him, big hands. So, and it was almost straight away you got Emmerdale, right? I mean, was no. there a period? Well, I, uh, so I did that for two years, and then I went to drama school, to Bristol Ovic Theatre School nice. for three years. And then from there, then uh, I got an agent, Michelle Braidman, and, and did lots and lots of different things. Well, I managed to dodge all the musicals, because I, I never knew what to do with my hands, you know? Yeah. Well, well, you you're wing, in, you know what I mean? You were like, yeah, yeah, well, exactly. I can snip metal, and I, yeah. can, I can build square to round pipes, but I can't <laughs> sing a song and put my hands Love like this. that. So um, if, they, if they remake Flashdance, you are... An absolute shoe in. Oh my god, I'm an actor and a welder. Yeah. yeah. Yes, I am. Yeah. And well, you can no easily hair. have water pouring on you. Yeah, yeah. Right? I can see it now, yeah. Yeah. How yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. oh, exciting. You should direct it as well. <laughs> yeah. This is happening, everyone. Woo! Yeah. <laughs> 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 a podcast exclusive. <laughs> I don't think so. Well. <laughs> <laughs> but then, then I've done lots of jobs at, like at Soldier Soldier and yeah. British Empire and Two Point Four Children and mm. the Bill. Obviously, everybody does the Bill. Then from that, you've got some nice credits now. Good yes. CV. Yeah, a couple of films. I did the Sarah Kane film oh, as well. Yeah, of which course, is really, yeah. really good fun as How, well. So yeah. obviously, but the, it sounds like you're sort of bouncing from job to job to job. Mm. And uh, as an actor, you're you, you're you know quite ahead of steam there. What, what was the key to your success in those early days? Just an agent that put you up. Anything that came in, she put yeah, me up. You so, must have been good. But as exactly. Well. Yeah, I mean, like I think I'd look, I'd look kind of not um, not traditionally handsome, and I think a lot of people have the act to look, especially then. People had very floppy hair and were going in with suits when I was kind of from. That's why oh, I didn't oh, get oh, the that, bill. That's why you didn't yeah. get the bill. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> You're right, though. And that different look. And I don't really look like an actor. I look like a welder. And, and, and um, <laughs> so people with, I think, welders were in that, right. that couple of and years. Not, I want to be right now. You, not are, actors, yeah, yeah. you are yeah. wearing a shirt and suit. I am, because I've just yeah. done the rain. Ah, so to speak. Which is an ITV show yeah. for our American listeners. It's a, a mm. big daytime show. Yes. And it's called Lorraine, and she's fantastic. And, and she's she interviews lovely. Yes. Celebrities, performers, actors. And and I was on that this morning. So I had to wear a, a, sh- a suit. But you, the only film to... from the top upwards, so I've got my raggedy jeans that are yeah. falling to pieces and trainers. Bottom half. Can they on, but what I'm Clean saying, underwear. I always. director style show. Just, just in the, case. You know, yeah. rough, smooth in the rough together. Yes, I think so, yeah. yeah. Were you talking on there about uh, the Emmerdale at the moment, or were you talking... I was talking about Emmerdale, and then um, usually... Because uh, because of the films, I usually try and slip it's it in. Horn it in a and I always say, like, would you mind? I know I'm here to talk about Emmerdale. Would you mind at the end if there's time if I mention the films? So Great, say, yeah, that's really nice. And actually, it's a good yeah. way for you to talk about them, right? Yeah. And to get the yeah, word you've out. Get You're a director yeah, as well, because yeah. people do see you as this lovable guy from Emmerdale. It's all a lie. I, I know. Well, no, we know you well. But the fact is, you don't. You make these wonderfully. Twisted, if you like, sometimes gory, mm-hmm. dark. brilliantly dark, thrillery, psychological horror films. I mean, that's a big change. It's a big. From I think, I, well, I only make them. My wife kind of writes them. She's yeah. the, it's her fault, really. Oh, she, sorry, pause. We got the wrong person. Get yes, you did. Sorry. Oh, yeah, completely. We, yeah, no. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so you're in Emmerdale. You've been. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll jump because obviously you've talked about Emmerdale <laughs> a lot. Boring. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that. But when we, when I first met you at probably a fright fest or one of those, we first got chatting. I was yes. always very surprised and. Or pleasantly surprised how positive you were about Emmerdale and how it was all, it, it was a no, no, it's really important. I still keep that going because I love it. Yeah. Not because I need it, but because I love doing it. Yeah, because I absolutely love it. Yeah. And then I want to have this sort of director career too. Yeah. And we'll get into that in a minute. But so jumping back, so you've got a very nice, comfortable, stable career in Emmerdale. When did the directing thing trickle in? How did it? Well, we'd, um, because, I'd run the Lead Zombie Film Festival for eight years, mm. and so and I watch a, an awful lot of um, ropey horror that I, I, I just like horror. Sorry about it's that. my it's yeah, my um, CJ's fault. Yeah. <laughs> well, stalled. You know, I, I yeah. looked before I met you. I knew stalled very oh, well. Really? It's an, an amazing film. And what I really do is sit in dark rooms watching horror films. That's really me. Great. So me and Mark Charnock, who plays Marlon, we said let's do this film festival and charge people on the door for it we'll do you know nick everybody else's ideas but do a one day film festival just mm. zombies and we managed to week out eight years of it until we ran out of films really and then at the end of the night we'd, we'd give whatever money we'd raise to the wspa which was a charity that did the thing so i felt like oh, i'd given the money back and then but then from that from watching all these zombie films my wife walked past the telly and went why do you keep watching this shit this means nothing there's no depth to it and the, the characters aren't real you know that wasn't real so i went well what would you do so she said well i'd do this 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 and this and we went well let's do that then so we wrote before dawn around the fact that, that she hates zombie films. That is that fantastic! What a great journey into it. Did you work with her on the script? How was her process? Or was she written before? Uh, somebody else wrote it. We we wrote. Uh, well, she wrote, and I kind of chipped in. I put the horrible bits in. Um, <laughs> but is, that, was that, is that the World War? Is it the bunker war? Bunker show? No, it's no. Uh, it's, uh, it's a couple that go away on holiday, yeah, and, the, yeah, they, okay, they, yeah. and the world ends around them. But it's kind of an, an allegory for the end of their relationship, yeah. set against the end of the world, sort mm. of thing. So, so we wrote that, and we passed it to Mark Ellis, who wrote the screenplay, because we didn't really know how to write screenplays but we knew the story and we, we wrote down each there were 60 scenes we wrote the details of each yeah. scene oh, well in, but i would but you know you've got to admit when when you're not good at dialogue you're not good at dialogue and 
true. Some people are better. Well, no, that's you know, their so job. Yeah, job. Yeah, yeah, that's the Let job. Let them yeah. do it. So, and he was brilliant. He handed back a screenplay and we were delighted. And we tried to get the backing for it. We couldn't get the backing. And then Left Film stood in and said, well, we've got this much money. It's not really enough to make a film. But if you directed it and you were in it, then you'll save a lot of money. And why don't you film it at your house and get your friends in and do it? You so shot we went, that oh, right. So, yeah, we did it in our house over wow. two and a half weeks. And then... How did you go about directing it then? Because this is the first time you'd well, really I, I, direct it's, it? I, 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 there's just a side of me that makes me like um i have these little obsessions so uh like i wanted to learn to play the mandolin so i threw myself into it and didn't speak to anybody for about a year and cracked that and <laughs> then yeah ended up playing it at the albert hall and that was what? bizarrely i don't know i just i don't want to do things by heart I just, and at the moment i'm studying at cambridge for um a diploma in archaeology and anthropology and i just like you know when if you get your hand your head on something you just mm. want to go i don't want to run and read a book about it i want to kill it you know i want to wow. get it right you know so yeah, so amazing. i just uh, i just read as many books as i could and watched as many films as i could and you know just adapted different things and also i'm on a, I'm on a tv set every day so, so I, you understand I kind of know my way around well. a set yes. and, uh, but i didn't want it to be um telly i wanted it to be film even though it's on five days you know you can, yeah you know yeah, we no, wanted that so how did you go about that making it not look like tv and film Watching as many films as I could, trying to watch good films, trying to uh, emulate certain directors, watching my favourite films, um, uh, going from that side of getting like the master shot in and, you know, developing shots and having an emotional reason for each shot. And I mean, it's still ropey. You can still, it's, you know, it's, it's still juddery. That's why bait is very still because for that reason, we had yes. the money then and we had the, the equipment. But, you know, if I could go back and do before dawn, I definitely would because it's kind of the shots are there, but it's on shaky cam and, yeah, it drives me mad a bit, you know. And when I watch it now, well, five days oh. obviously when you hand it gets that little bit of shake. Yeah, even with the um, stabilization it on it, still it looks a bit does weird, it. Yeah, I always sense yeah, in camera stabilization. You can feel it when yeah. it's jerk the way it moves, like the way it behaves. Yeah, you can always, it is yeah. different. It is different. I always say that with TV, it tends to be, and this is a bit of a broad um, statement. Thank you, Charles. Um, it's uh, it's you know master close up close up, whereas cinema is more. Your wide becomes your close up, becomes your wide, yeah. becomes your you know you. It's more about the blocking and how yeah. the scene plays out over. Yeah, I like a lot of movement as well. Like we got um, an eighteen foot um, uh, slider from Holland that we had to go and collect the chap because we had Jeff Boyle who runs cinematography.org that was the DOP on on mm. Bates and adult babies, but he kind of knew people and he said, look, if you can get a van and go to Holland and pick up this thing, you can use it, which is kind of new technology. And so we yeah. grabbed that and we used that for bait, which meant we could be still or we could just slide and yeah. move around everywhere. And you kind of built it around the uh, the equipment that we had as well. And we had Steadicam for a few days as well. Whereas on Adult Babies, we had a gimbal, which I didn't like. I wish we'd have gone for Steadicam. Visually, the uh, Adult Babies and bait are really, I'd say, bait is more cinematic. It's, yes. Bear with me. Yeah. What's quite, quite bold with babies is you've got loads of wide angle lenses which yeah. there's not a trend of using what you know because of the whole dslr uh and uh shallow depth of field trend mm. but you've gone very wide lenses and very you know like very wide was that a conscious thing like i wanted yeah to i be think more... that was still an extension of bait though because even when it met you when we gave it to bait they went oh it lasted close up and you think well you want... there's loads of directors just you know you're making mm. it for the big screen, big screen. i know yeah, it, eventually everybody's going to watch it on a, on a yeah. laptop but as yeah. a filmmaker you want to wait that's what was quite bold i really liked with babies you're like you just play everything you play a scene that's wide this side and wide so that yeah. side whereas a lot yeah, of people, quite. Yeah. Uh, well there's so many people in adult babies as well there was, there was all yeah. the men that was like eight babies versus eight nurses and the family yeah. was four of them so there was never really many people talking to each other as a one-to-one really it was yeah. gangs of people talking to each other you know, and slaying in, each in other in the 90s you kind of had that sort of uh, a lot of uh, kind of Sam Raimi those kind of guys but they'd because on film it works but you have a, a you know 
a 24 mil or a, you know, 40 mil lens and you know, mm. you, uh, your push-ins and it's very, very di- yeah. dynamic and bold camera moves. Yeah. And babies has got that. I know it's, it's a, and it's really hard to pull off on digital as well. Really hard to, you know, mm-hmm. because you don't, you lose your depth of field, which is the thing that always makes well, digital. And f- what we had with that is because, um, like because film. of Jeff again with this, we had, the, um, we had instead of a focus puller, we had the chap on the gimbal, but Jeff had a, um, an iPad. Yeah. And it was automated focus. Okay. So you popped on somebody's face on the screen and it zoomed him on them, which yeah. meant had, well, that's why we had lots of people running down corridors and running towards the camera because you kept popping on the same Get person. You, so you and once you got rid of that kind of quarter second, half second, second latency, yeah, yeah. you know, you, you could, and once you'd rehearsed it, you could have that as well. And you could have as many people as you want called and you just pop on the face and yeah. it recognized, even if they turned away, it kind of kept on that area and followed that object. It was really great to yeah, use it, you know, useful. it took a bit of a, it was a day wasted trying to get it to work and that, yeah. um, uh, for us, you know, it, it was already work, but it was like beta technology, and we had somebody from Canon kind of leaning down our shoulders while we were doing it. Well, that's useful because that helps because I've used that technology as well, and mm. I found it sometimes, like you say, it can be a massive problem. Yes, and like I say wasted day, and on a yeah. film set, wasted days. Oh God, this is a problem. Yeah, that's right? it. Yeah, it can yeah. be an issue. Uh, what well, uh, just before we jump back again. Um, you, you mentioned there you didn't really like the gimbals. Yeah, I have issue with gimbals as yeah. well. What was your issue? Um, I didn't think it was as steady as a steady cam. For sure. I think it was very, very heavy. So it's impossible for a man to carry it all day. Whereas mm-hmm. a steady cam, you can do it all day, you know. So, and sometimes, so, so you'd get that side, you'd end up plopping the camera on top of it and turn it upside down. And you think, well, why don't you just put it on your shoulder? Or, you yeah. know, why didn't we just go for the steady cam, you know? And then, the sta- and the reason why I mentioned it is because of the stabilization in post. Um, I think, if it's on one plane doing that, you can stabilize it. Or if it's that, you can stabilize it. Mm. If it's that, but if it's like that, yeah. on three dimensions, 360 degrees and spherical um, plane, as soon as you try and stabilize somebody, it, it, the whole thing warps. So we had somebody sat next to a door and you could stabilize the door and she'd move. You could stabilize the character and the rest of it. You just couldn't do it. And the edges were going like that, you know. And, um, mm. it, I just find it really frustrating. It, I found it frustrating to film using it and I found it frustrating in the post-production side of it and I'll never use it again I'll use Steadicam I'm every time I'm the same as you I've done, I've, I yeah. will not use a gimbal I've yeah. had I've had a set burning yeah, burning time on set st- um, calibrating a gimbal yes, yes. and you're like yeah. Oh, yeah. for God's yeah. sake and yeah. it's, it's not when you watch these videos, you're like, hey, just check out how this works it's like they never ever works like that yeah. but whereas I do find Steadicam is very like you know it's just more intuitive. And you, can, is, you can talk to a person and then they can complete. You're right, but the problem yeah. is it's more expensive. Steadicams are more expensive. Steadicam they operators are. who are yes. brilliant are mm. pricey because yeah. that's their job. And yeah. Whereas you can have a gimbal for a lot less of the price. I, always, so I understand I, I, I why people do it. That, right, let's jump back because yeah. I'm fascinated by, and a lot of people listen to this podcast, making their first film, yes. how that is. Mm. So for you jumping into that, and you seemed like it was quite natural, it wasn't. Uh, it, it was still like, hard work. It was still was the hardest say. thing I'd ever done, like yeah, at the time. Talk us but, through that. But it's, it's horrific, isn't it? You know, <laughs> I think filmmaking is horrific, and every time you're doing it, you go, "Oh God, I forgot how painful this was." You know, uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, I mean, first world problems, but it's, it, it is. It's it's, it's tough. Um, uh, we planned. I, I had a professional. Everybody that worked with the cameras was um, from film, but everybody behind 
uh, was usually from ITV or Emmerdale uh, with the way that we scheduled it. Right. Uh, so, and the sound you... people were used to work at a certain speed. Yes. The schedulers were brilliant, so we knew that if we stuck to that schedule, we were all right. We'd always get everything covered, sort of thing. Right. I know, and, and I, did, I didn't want to just do coverage. You know, I wanted to mm. be clever with the camera, so I planned and planned and planned and planned. And there was only me and Joe in it, and our friend turns up halfway through, you know. Yes. So we rehearsed it every night in our house. So it was like we had it all set and ready. You know, we were very lucky in that way. That's know? really good. And obviously being in it and directing it. Yeah. Because you planned it, was it then you just sort of spoke to your DP, uh, who's yeah. fantastic, about how you wanted the shots to be, and you went, okay, cool. Yeah. And then did you go and watch playback? Yes. Right. And then kept running, which is a bit of a waste of time as well, because they could rehearse, and so you're doing two jobs at a time, which I'll never do again, you know, right. and I didn't ever want to be in it, really. Um, it's just I that I was cheap, you know. I was free, actually. You, was, you so were yeah. very free. Yeah, yeah. yeah which, is, which is why I've been for, um, forearmed with bait. So um, Jonathan Slinger, who I'd kind of known from Blackburn years ago, mm. he went to RADA and then he went to the RSC for 10 years. Mm. But I really wanted him for bait because he was he, he's just not the normal gangstery thing. I, yeah. The worst thing we could have had was a Cockney gangster in the sure, middle of it. I just sure, thought it would have yeah. ruined it. It wasn't about that. It was about uh, a sociopath. But I, but I went to him, and because he's used to six weeks, eight weeks rehearsals and saying, I, I want to find my own way. So I had to say, look, I promise I will make you look good, yeah. but you, you're going to have to stand where I say, and then you, it's up to you what you do with the character. It's up to you do how you say it and how you interact. You can change some of the words as long yeah. as you let me know well in advance. Yeah. But if you can stand and move when I say, if you can work something out the way to say that, I've got these camera plans and this is what I'm going to do and, and I'm confident that it'll look all right. So where did you mean burn right. previous... So was there a previous, previous experience? Don't have to name names, but as in... So presumably you've been... Well, probably me. Yeah. Just, uh, just working in television and you say, oh, well, I'd rather go over there. So you've you know, been the actor yes, doing yeah, that. Definitely, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and not knowing that, you know, that, and now I know that you spend overnight writing these camera plans and say, oh, if they move there and that develops into that, oh, that's really good. You know, then yeah, somebody says, well, I don't want to stand there and you go, oh my God. Yeah, it so, uh, yeah, yeah, it changes everything. But if somebody said to me, damn it, don't do that. You know, do, please stay there. I'm going to make, it'll be all right. Trust me, yeah. this is my job. You yeah. know, they write it, he produces it, I'll direct it, you just have to act. Yeah. If that was explained to me, I probably would have been better behaved. I'm not the tricky actor, but yeah. just you just don't know. It, with them being polite saying, oh, yeah, all right, then. If, you, if that's how you're feeling, you know inside they're going, oh, my God, what was the point in last night doing these camera plans? Totally. You know, so. but I imagine on something like Emmerdale, there's a lot of guest directors, and they're very wary mm. of coming to speak to actors who've been in the show. I mean, you're in it for a I long think so, time. but... Uh, I mean, they've got the power, and it needs to be known that they have got the power, and you're only part of the jigsaw. And, and Emmerdale's very good at that. You know, the, the, would, the actors aren't, they're not, it's different on other programs, let's say, anyway. But we've got a good reputation that we are all right, you know. Yeah. You, you turn up, and, and I, everybody was lovely to each other. I thought, yeah, yeah, yeah. In a month's time, in two months' time, I'll find out the cliques, I'll find out the, all the politics that are going on. It never happened. It just never turned up. Everybody's absolutely sound. And I think they, they've set that up. I think the older cast set that up years ago. Yeah. And then everybody that drips in has slowly said, well, this is the setup here. So there's never been um, a gang of dickheads turn up. And, they're, they're, <laughs> and they're, they're, they're still sound now, you know. And when they are, we have had the occasional one, but they don't, they don't last very long got you yeah because yeah. you read them out and you go no they're not for yeah. us they're not part of our team yeah. that's lovely to hear because the amount of times uh you know you hear soap stories yeah yeah yes <laughs> so so you've finished the film you get it into fright fast mm-hmm. which is amazing through left films they like you say managed to get it shown there how then did it get fully released were left film already going i'm behind this metrodon bought it off their films they right. took it but um yeah, it's hard isn't it because you've worked for two years and you show your film and then People judge it all of a sudden. Well, instantly, it's not. You just can't take it personally mm. because they they don't 
care how what blood, sweat, and tears went into well, which that. Which is what easy you to say. Sacrifice. You do take it personally. You do. Yeah, yeah, no, but you've got to try not to. But you still do. Yeah, it still hurts if someone looks at their watch during the middle of you. Like, oh fuck, what they're doing? Yeah, you're missing, missing this bit. You're missing this bit. I spent ages doing this bit, and I've yeah. coloured the end of this bit. <laughs> yeah. and I got the actor to do a certain thing. And then you missed it. Rewind. That's, rewind. Rewind. That's yeah. why I walk. Yeah. I don't sit in screenings anymore. Yeah, no, because no, I, the first couple, you want to kind of get an idea of how it's playing. But generally, once I've seen it once or twice in an audience, I just I, don't, I won't sit there because it's, yeah. it's it's just really oh, yeah, it's too much. So yeah. Metrodome picked it up, yes, from Fright Fest, yes. How then did they do the release? How were you behind that? What was the it was, the release was great. The only problem is we got we got very good reviews because it's kind of a, an art housey um, allegorical zombie film, and 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 everything was great up to then. And then Jez Vernon said, look, we're going to put it out with this cover on. And I was like, let me have a look at the cover. And the cover was uh, helicopters, burning buildings, a man with a gun, and uh, maybe a thousand zombies in the background, something like that. And I went, well, <laughs> well there is nothing on this cover. That and he said, do you want to sell your film? I'll send this film, and I'll sell it in Asda, I'll sell it in Sainsbury's, and I'll get it in HMB, and I'll do this. Do you want to sell your film or not? I was like, I would like to sell my film. You know? <laughs> so I certainly wanted people to watch it, but then, yeah. the re- then of course, 14-year-old boys are buying it for the guns and the zombies and the burning buildings and the helicopters, and of which there are none in. Um, and, and then the reviews are like, this is a piece of shit. I wanted this. I wear yeah. all the zombies. I wear the killers. Mm. Just two people arguing all the time. And you're like, oh, come <laughs> on. You know, so, uh, so that was tricky. But then in other countries, they, they took it on with our poster, which was the more art house and which was presented exactly as it was an, al- an allegorical zombie film. So, uh, but then it sold. It did very well in this country, you know, so, and yeah. they, and they were perfectly happy. And they, they paid for bait. I was going to say that led yeah. straight onto mm. bait. That's yeah. They incredible. paid for that, which is, which was great. How, and you know, what so. the transition from, so going from that to bait, how quick mm. was bait? Because you did a couple of shorts. Yeah, we did a couple of shorts um, just to keep the ball rolling, to keep yeah, in with the festivals. And keep, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And your yeah. brain as well to feel like yeah, a director. Yeah, I think so, yeah, yeah, just to keep the momentum going yeah. sort of thing. Um, and then, uh, but, so we went to Cannes and we, we had the script and, and Cannes is very good like that and there's lots of... Um, uh, I think on top of watching the films and the meetings, there's the talks and people telling you how to get on, um, and lots of tips, uh, and everybody seems to be there ready to help you. So we went to a few of these things and, and we'd handed the scripts out to lots of different people and then Metrodome were there anyway and they said, let, let's see it. We're happy with before dawn. And then he rang very quickly and said, don't give it to anybody else. We'd like to make this. So that was great. Um, I don't think anybody else offered anyway. I would never tell you yeah, that. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. And had the budget gone up? Had you said we want a bit more? Oh yeah. It? Yeah. We had a proper budget now. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I couldn't have made it the same as before. Anyway, sure, well, so. with all the extra people in it for one. Uh, yes. The, yeah. And yeah. I didn't want to be in it. We wanted to cast people. We wanted Vicky Smurphy in, in yeah, it. We amazing. wanted Jeff Boyle to DOP. Yeah. And we, then, you know, if you don't ask, you don't get. So we, we got. Do you know what? I found that absolutely true. You think, oh, you know, I'm casting at the moment for King Arthur. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I, should, I, I don't think they're going to want to do it or yeah. crew member. And actually, if you just ask, they ask, go, yeah. oh, I'm not doing anything. Do you know what? Let me read the script. Suddenly they go, I like this script. I'm yeah. in. You're I like, had that. Fuck, on, I didn't expect that. Yeah. On Fang amazing. Up, uh, my editor, Will, was... I thought you were going to say stalled then and me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, or my editor, Will, uh, was uh, listening to a track by Laura Rossi, who scored like the Eichmann Show and oh, London yeah. Brighton lots of great stuff and uh, we were talking about how great this track was and I was like god it'd be great to get her um, and actually my usual composer wasn't available doing something on Alien Covenant uh, silly him uh, <laughs> and uh, huge mistake <laughs> I was like do you know I was like oh I should just drop her an email I was like ah, she does she does very sort of high browy kind of stuff she's not going to want to score this retro hammer, hammer horror pastiche 
Uh, but I was like, oh, I just went on her website. I was like, oh, her email's there. Oh, I'll drop an email. And then within 20 minutes, she rang me. He's like, love to do it. Well, you know, what? And it was, right, great, you're on. It, it, was pay, nuts. it does yeah. pay to just do that. Just ask. Yeah. Just ask. Yeah. You've got nothing to lose. Yeah. They don't answer you. They don't say yes, no. It doesn't matter. Move yeah. on, move on. So, yeah, you're in that now great position where you've asked some great people to come mm-hmm. do your film. What did you take from your first film that you brought into the second one? Well, the cam- camera work, definitely. We all wanted it to be... I wanted everything that I applied to uh, to before dawn to be there for bait, but stiller and much more considered. So um, yeah, and having a proper um, DOP rather than a lighting cameraman was great. So that the cameraman with the cameraman and the DOP is the DOP, mm-hmm. uh, and also just you just get more confident, don't you? Because something's yeah. been as a, a success to a degree, and uh, yeah, just what it, it was more time, more money, really. I think and okay. better uh, better casting, right. Because <laughs> that wasn't in it, and uh, I just, was that, yeah. well, that must have been nice then. So you're not in it now. You can literally concentrate on the directing and yeah. getting your shots right and working with the actors, mm. which I imagine you're great working with the actors. I imagine that's something you. I do like working with actors. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it was frightening as well because then Metrodome were kind of with scripts and they'd be trying to change things, and then whatever battle we lost, they'd say, "Well, we'll revisit that in the edit." And you go, "Oh my god, you're in the edit as well." But uh, and there was a bit of argy bargy <laughs> with all that. But then. Alex Shandon had the contract with him and he said, it says in the contract here, you have to film the script, which we did, and you get final edit. So I went back and said, sorry, I think I've got final edit. So they went, oh yeah, you're absolutely right. So oh, we could bring it back to exactly what we did. And that. Oh, wow. like so going. they brought in like, um, I mean, I love Metrodome and I, I couldn't say a bad word against him because like Giles Edwards was just a lifesaver. And he's called Giles. And he's called Giles, which is great. Yeah. Uh, so you can't, I don't feel like slagging them off, but I'm just saying that it, it was hard working for a studio with their money. Yeah. yeah. Because of course their interests are with their money yeah. and their return. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And but your interest is in, in getting this script absolutely right. You know, so they'd be getting the train up and, turn up on set trying to check things and you know people you've never met before which was annoying and um yeah sort of sort of judging your film going, why are you doing that or could, yeah i think yeah, somebody said like, that a producer that never directed before said you know that you could do that show in a different way and i felt like well, yeah well you could do setting fire ways, to the yeah, yeah you could do it <laughs> yeah, yeah, was really rude yeah absolutely. do you want to be in this film because there's a zombie setting on fire over there <laughs> oh, yeah, could that so, be you yeah. <laughs> but you know i can i can see it from their point of view but it, it was difficult anyway and, and the post-production was difficult because um they wanted it a certain way and anyway so alex shandon saved the day and there was a there was a huge falling out between uh alex shandon and somebody from metrodon which they kind of resolved it in the end and there was some shitty emails between but we, we were given the final edit which was great I think we were even given an edit at one point that was like 73 minutes. And we were like, where, well, there's, there's half an hour cut out from this. And then we got an email saying, oh, our mistake. Uh, apparently, if we want to get distribution around the world, it's got to be at least 82 or something. Yeah. 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 So we were like, right, okay, so can we put this stuff back in? Yes, okay, you can, you know. So I was like, Jesus Christ, leave us alone. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. and then yeah. our editor, who's, who's, uh, who's edited all sorts of stuff all over the place, um, was kind of budged to one side for an alternative edit. You know, we were like, well, what's wrong with this edit? Well, we just like to see what else we can do with it. And you're yeah. like, okay. Yep. Mm. I, and I've that was a bit, that. and then you think, you can't do that to that editor. You know, they, we're very, very lucky to have this editor with us. And you just bumped him for this other editor. You know, and, and just, yeah. and it was, and they even said, we're going to have to send him up and put him in your edit room. And you're like, what? Oh, like, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, all right. Okay. All right. You know, so, with this. Yeah. yeah. So we did, we lost a few scenes. We had to add, we did a, a day's reshoot of something else, kind of like, which I didn't agree with. They said they wanted a more of a, because par- they had a, a big success with Borderland. 
yes. uh, about a month before, and, and so right. they wanted to keep that success going. And and they'd re-edited it and re and redone the ending and added another strand. And so I think they were thinking, well, let's try the same with this. And we weren't happy with that. And we said, well, we've done the script that you've agreed with, which was was our saving grace. This contract. Yeah, yeah they, they wanted a supernatural element in it, and and uh, but we won that argument by saying, do you remember? We said we didn't believe there was any such thing as evil. You can't say he's evil because he's done that. So it's just a headline, you know, yeah. and they were saying, oh, yeah, yeah, I remember you saying that. So if we put this paranormal edit uh, thing in it, that's ridiculous. So we we compromised, which yeah. was very good of them. So there's a scene where she walks down the cobbles and a huge gust of wind hits her. Yeah. And that's meant to be the arrival of right. bad will, which is which kind of con- – so it does work. And you, yeah. they kind of are right. And they're wrong, and they're right. Yeah, Jez Vernon is a clever man, you know, and he's he's, he's he knows his history, and uh, yeah. he, he knows what he's doing, and it's his money, you know. So what can sure. you do? Yeah. So. Yeah. What advice could you give um, filmmakers then who might be working with a studio, or might be working with someone who is putting all the money in, yes, and very hands on? I what? would say you get the letter and you sit on it as angry as you are. Do not get back to them straight away. Let everyone settle the fuck down because we banged off some emails that you just go. Oh, that's really yeah. going to damage that. That's going to set us back a little bit, you know, and, and just defending yourself and, and really they, they get it, get it, get it in your contract, what you're going to set out and check your contract, use your contract for you, uh, to protect yourself. And also, yeah. And just, I think being civil towards each other really saved everybody as well. I don't, I don't think it was unique what we went through. I think everybody's gone through it. Absolutely I'm sure everybody sure. in this room has been through it. Mm. But you've just got to be civil towards each other. And actually, once I'd calmed down, once I'd read these outrageous emails, actually the next day, half of it, I kind of thought, oh, yeah, I know what I mean, you know. And, and But that bit's outrageous. But and picking your battles sort yeah, of thing. But, yeah, that's really um, good. Yeah, because mm. I think the hot-headedness of, this is art, and this is our art. Yeah. It doesn't it, work. It doesn't work. No, mm. absolutely. I think pick your battles. I think yeah. that's it. You, you've got to kind of ignore the noise and just... They can't talk about something. Oh, cool, we agree with this. Thank you very much. Can we discuss this? Yeah, yeah you're right. Because hot-headed emails back is is yeah. They just shut down. They yeah, go, right. Yeah. And plus, they're very busy people. Yeah. So for them to get into your thought process about what you want with your film, God, yeah. that's that's an effort yeah. for a studio exec. And also, I think if there's a, if there's a, if there's an impasse, mm. certainly in our contract, we had a thing called the charge. And it just means that you, they can't give you all this money and then you go away and film something on your phone and go, there's your film. And they go, mm. what? And you squirreled away the money. The charge is you play by their games and yeah. you you deliver a product that is a film and it's yeah. got this, 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 and this. So if you create an impasse, you're kind of, you're you're breaking your contract as well, you know, and, and I know that has happened with someone as well and they've lost it and they've moved another director in yeah. two two films i know that of, and that's just from an argument with the studio that, that's been paying the thing and they can just go well this is our contract and you're out yeah yeah you know and it's happened yeah, yeah. and it's horrible because if it's your baby you've written it you've got to that stage yeah. and then suddenly you have one argument they go you're out and especially if it's a success because one of the films yeah. was a huge success for someone and and, and they they're not on it and it's three films i know about i just remembered another one yeah oh and then it's not got their name on and it's oh. making money for somebody else and you know you were there yeah it blood sweat and tears making it someone else comes on and oh i see yeah that's horrible yeah i I hope that doesn't happen to anyone i know that's yeah never happens well i had a situation so that we um we ended up making adult babies because i was hired to make a film for ted field who runs radar pictures in america who did jumanji Mm -hmm. he'd seen bait and brought me on to film something i can't remember the name of it now Yes, I can, but I better not. I better cover myself. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and it was a six million dollar budget. Going wow. to be filming Puerto Rico. I was going to be 
uh, brought in and uh, I was given a place on the Directors Guild of America, uh, promised and um, and it was all ready to go. And then two weeks before it all collapsed, and it was just two weeks before. Two weeks before, yeah. And, and you're I'd fully taken, prepped by that point. Yeah, You'd yeah, yeah, yeah. I got my books ready. Everything had been changed, and I mean, I should have seen it coming because I wanted to do all the um, the. Um, camera plans over there and they said well we'll build that into the shoot you're gonna have to come a few days before we'll do that so they said well we'll send you photographs and we'll send this out and the other we'll do a hypothetical camera uh plan and we'll work from that and i was thinking what Mm. six million dollars what are you talking about you get me over there you know and i'd taken five months out of emmerdale which is you know my job um and then it collapsed uh and it was it was horrible there was a producer over there booking the accommodation when it collapsed and it was just it was just terrific horrific it's the worst thing that's ever happened and so all these doors that had opened i mean they've flown me over there showed me all the sites i've met ted field and met and all these people and promised the this reason, that and the other any, any specific reason i, I don't know I, I um i don't want to name names because there was a cast sure. involved somebody falling out of the cast they recast somebody whoever they'd recast wanted rewrites and um, the people that were written the original weren't involved anymore so they wanted to get the writers guild of america involved with the rewrites the person who wanted to rewrite wasn't in the directors guild of america they weren't in a position to rewrite it but the original writers had gone away weren't anything to do with it because the rewrite and it, it was just yeah whatever reason that these are the reasons i'd heard yeah there may not be that reason i don't know allegedly these are the yeah. reasons a smorgasbord of uh, reasons yes. and so eventually uh i think it was ted field just said this isn't going to happen now we're going to put it back and i was like well i have a job yeah. which is fine in america apparently it happens quite a lot there but the uh you directors guild of america this job's falling over okay i'll go and make an advert i'll go and make a short film i'll go and work for these people i'll go and do a drama i'll go and do a pilot mm. i'll do that while i'm waiting for this i haven't got that position yeah so i had to i had to wave bye-bye to it and uh and then i was i was just sat at home really for a, what was going to be five months so i was doing up an old land rover no, no, but they write four yeah, months ahead, four, you know, oh, and, they, and they'd be yeah. good enough to let me go. You yeah. Know? I mean, yeah. And, and, and I said I was coming back and I said, I'm not leaving. I'm, I'm definitely coming back. So they yeah. said, all right, you leave at this date and you come back on this date. Signed out, I was no longer in contract, but I'd signed a contract to come back on that day. And they write so far ahead, they couldn't, you know. So And also, like, it was like, you know, that. Plus pride, isn't it, like, I suppose? Yeah, pride. Yeah, really. I was yeah. really embarrassed, you know, because sure. everybody's going, oh, this is amazing. You're going to be a Hollywood director. There's this, that, and the other's happening. Oh, my God, you know. And then I had to send an email to everybody going, hi, it didn't happen. I'm, I'm at home doing so, up this Land Rover. So, so if anyone wants to come round. Yeah, anyone who could drama Hello, yeah, Anyone? Remember me? It's really hard, but it does happen to a lot of people. It does happen. But yeah, it's, it's still like, you know. But still, it, it just hurts too much. Yeah. Yeah, it really did. And then, and so that's why, uh, like adult babies, I, I, I was going to, I was invited out to lunch. I was a producer there. There was a few different people that I knew and I didn't want to go because I'd have to explain again why I wasn't in America and all this stuff. Mm-hmm. So, so I said to Joe, you go and I'm, I'm going to stay here. I'm going to have a good <laughs> better, you know. Yeah. So, and then, so I did, I did go and this producer went and said, we've got like a few, as, you must have as well. You know, you, you spoke earlier about, oh, I had this film idea from 10 years ago that it, I had yeah, made. Yeah. You just got, oh, yeah, you've just yeah, got like a folder full of ideas and yes. things that you on the go. Yes. So he said, do you remember that adult babies thing you told me? Is there a script for that? And I went, yeah, 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 yeah. Of course. And he went, well, I'll get you the money for that on the name alone. I'll just, I'll, I'll pay for that. If I can get the money back, then I'll, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll do that. So I was yeah. like, oh, Okay, okay, so much to hold on to. And no, every, and very, no script. You yeah, know, what, you hadn't got a script at no. all. You're going from six million. Now, this is important because mm. a lot of people. Really, so, you, and you're going from six million to roughly. Can you sort of say? Uh, uh, 
Ballparky kind of? I can't remember. No, I don't no, no, it's know. fine. Certainly but between 150 and 300. Significantly lower budget. Yes. And, and whereas a lot of people would be like, well, I was, you know, that's not the, that's not the, 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 the ballpark I play in. Whereas you're happy to go, no, 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 I'll, you know, I'm, oh my I'm God, yeah, I just wanted yeah. to make films. Yeah, you know, that's all I wanted to do anyway, yeah. you know. Um, so let's say, yeah, so we, so I had 12 weeks before I started back then, by then. And so I had to, we had to get, uh, a, professional script writer to get it done yeah. uh, thankfully we had quite a detailed uh, treatment of it and then, and then and then hire people and get it all done very very quickly which which was great 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 fun and and the pain of going through all the other things seemed to have dissipated with adult babies seemed to be a swim because i talked to alex shandon about this and he said you shouldn't say that in the questionnaires cause it's a lie you know you you know how hard it is to make films and i went adult babies really wasn't it really wasn't. It was a joy to do. Mm. And, and I think part of that is because we had a proper line producer called Carl Hall who kind of seeps in problems and, and loves problems and works them out. And he's, mm. he's very good like that, whereas I, I'm frightened of problems and I put them to one side and I prevaricate. And well, then just, they build up yes. and then they're suddenly in the back of your head. Whereas if someone just absorbs them yeah. for you, mm. you can get on with doing what you want. Really? Yeah. He's yeah. Like, great. I want his yeah. number. He sounds great. Yeah, amazing. Okay. Amazing, yeah. Because usually you work in fear and, yeah, and firefight and fix totally. things afterwards. Well, we, as you know, you often produce your own stuff yeah. as well. So therefore yeah. you're firefighting as well as trying to direct or be in it sometimes. Yeah. And that's really hard. To have someone who's Fully on that is really useful. You can yeah. just concentrate on what you're doing. Yeah, I don't know why I hadn't done it before. Right. No, I well, really you, I, we know why. Usually money and also yes, because we think money, yeah. we can do yeah. it all ourselves. Yes. But actually, there's people out there who are very good at that. Yeah. And you should let them be good at that. Yeah. And you can concentrate on what you do. Yeah. Because there is nothing worse when someone comes up to you and go, oh, we've got a problem. You go, what the fuck do you want me to do about yeah. it now? I'm about to direct this scene with someone's done you could do that and say that, that's great, wouldn't it? Go up to them and tell them and then come to me with a solution. We had a problem, now it's fixed. Oh, great, thanks, guys. Yeah, you move on with your life, you know, yeah. with the scene. So it's great. Let's talk about adult babies then, because mm-hmm. you know it's it's your last film. Um, it is getting... not your last film. No, it's no, not my last, last film, but it's the last <laughs> film you did that is available now. <laughs> yeah, and it's getting a, it's getting a re-release. Right? Uh, no, uh, Bait and Before Dawn are getting re-released on Blu-ray, which was always uh, Metrodome, fantastic, but. We're very, very reluctant to do Blu-rays for some reason, whatever that reason was. I have no idea, uh, but. 101 films that bought Metrodome's back catalogue said these, these were done in, uh, certainly Bait was done in, uh, before Dome was done in high definition, but Bait was done in 2K. Oh, okay. Mm. But put out on DVD. I think you can still get the HD version on iTunes. Right. But it's, it's the same as Fanged Up, which only came out last year, but right. they didn't, didn't make a uh, Blu ray, just uh, it, so it's HD. Yeah. And, Think 4K. We mastered it in 4K. So yeah, we shot in it 4K. in 6K. Right. Yeah, Adult Babies was 4K. Yeah. Shot in 6, yeah. mastered in 4. And then, yeah, but no Blu-ray, just mm. DVD, which sold really well. Yes. It was yes. shocked me, but um, yeah. <laughs> Not in that <laughs> sense. Oh, yeah. I can't believe it on board it. No, <laughs> as in, I was surprised that the DVD numbers were good. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, no, it's it's nuts, isn't it? But, yeah, but no, as a filmmaker, you want to see, you want to, as yeah, good as you can. Yeah. Yes, yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah. So I've got this sort of weird now. Don't don't watch the DVD, just watch the HD version. It's way yeah, better. yeah. You should, you know. So Steve, Steve at one hundred and one just rang and said, "We've got this idea. We, we would like to release them." And I thought he meant there's a double pack, and he went, "No, we're going to release them separately mm. on Blu-ray. We're going to get new artwork, which thankfully is great." Uh, right. so and it's um, before dawn and bait and yeah, and, with and, new and commentaries, new making ofs and bits and bats like that. Amazing. which is great. Yeah, I'm really really pleased. I'm really mm. pleased. Yeah. Yeah, uh, and, so and a new lease of life as well with those yeah. films as well. That you I think kind so, of yeah. Not close the door on, but they're, they're there and they're yeah. available. And they pulled it from Netflix and they're going to release it solidly. I don't know if it'll go back on Netflix. I don't know. It sat there quietly for three or four years. Mm. I was really happy with that. Uh, 
just keeping an audience, I think, because a, a release goes and then it just stops, doesn't it? Yeah, that's it, it, yeah. yeah. unless so. anyone's being pointed towards it, they don't know about yeah, it. Yeah, that's it, yeah. Did, did you yeah. know if Netflix paid a certain amount? Do you know what happened there with those well, deals? Well, another trick we've managed to do is pay yourself as part of the budget as well because you will never see anything, yeah. you know. I mean, yeah. just, 101 films have been very, very good. I, I think, and actually... The more successful the film is, the more territories they've got to pay for. So it kind of, all the money goes into that and the budget goes into that. And I, and I, I always trusted Metrodome and I trust 101 and 101 have started to uh, kind of hand us an audit, which is great. You know, and you think, all mm. oh, right, I can see what's happening now. You know, it's, mm. whereas before you think, well, if you're re-releasing it on Blu-ray, surely it's been making money. So, yeah. uh, and they've been great like that. So, um, and, and that's the other thing, isn't it? You, you make this film for whatever the budget is, and then you've got the investors that need paying mm-hmm. uh, you've paid for the film itself with the budget but then I think we'd never had a sales agent before but then we had a sales agent and they put a certain amount into it so they want paying yep. and then the distributor wants paying of course mm-hmm. and deserve to be paid but it leaves you know you are the tail end of the trickle really yeah, and that's uh, the problem yeah so yeah. the thing that we found is definitely build that into the budget and I think it's vital though it's very hard when you're starting out to do that I've never done it before yeah I've never done it but you have to so you did that on adult babies yes. I take it. you were like yeah. yeah this is how we're doing it now mm. so we actually get some money I actually poured half this. of it back into the post-production so I, did, I was like oh. okay you know so because you just want it right don't you of course it's you your do. name it's it? your so, film and yeah. your name absolutely yeah. by this point you are making a name for yourself as mm. a you know, an indie filmmaker. How are the Emmerdale fans with all that? How are because it is very different. I think they're separate. I think they're completely separate. I yeah. think it's horror fans that like the films. I think it's nothing to do with me. I, 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 I have a platform where, like this morning, I've done. If I'm doing loose women or advertising, yeah, Emmerdale and loose women for the American fans isn't. He's not loose doing women. loose women. No, I'm not, not doing loose women. It's a TV show called <laughs> Loose Women. Yes, yes, yes. I wasn't clear. doing Lorraine. No. <laughs> yes. You were being on yes. Lorraine. I was on the... Oh, that's oh, even worse. That's, yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> so, so I'm in a fortunate position where I can just kind of mention the films as well, which is great. You know, yeah. but With Adult Babies, I definitely know where all the sticking plasters are and I, and I know... I don't know. It, it suits it. It's Everything that's in Adult Babies suits itself. Yeah. But it, it, it it's not uh, bait. It's a different creature altogether. Yeah, you know. So, I don't yeah. think. I don't think it would. Uh, uh, this is not a bad thing, but I don't think it. Would, if you'd had too much time to think about it, you mm-hmm. might have backtracked on some of the sort of more wild decisions. It'd be more uh, um, certainly more formulaic, without a doubt. Yeah. yeah, we might not have had the animation in, and yeah, uh, but it was great. You know, working with Lee Hardcastle was a dream. We used to share an office together, so yeah. he yeah. did the secret ending at the end of Bait, and it was great to have him in the middle of the film. And Sean Harrison, you know, who I'd idolised as a special effects chap for years, you know, mm. and I got to know him, and he wanted to do all the pigs' noses and the uh, the big creature in the in the um, in the cellar, and we'd yeah. done bits of green screen. Uh, we'd done there was seventy six separate effects on Bait, but it was more like um, hiding things and changing things, Sky removing people, doing all this, yeah. you know, the fixes. Yeah. Um, and then a great bit at the end. Neil Myers is just a genius, but then we had Neil and Alex Shandon and everybody involved and then prosthetic pumps and things for the head wound at the end. Yes. To have a bit of the head missing. So it was great doing all the plates for that. And I thought, I want to do more of that with Adult Babies. So we did tons of it in Adult yeah. Babies. It's um, kind of in, in, in camera effects, but with uh, secret bits of... Jiggery Practical effects yeah. are an absolute fucker because you've mm. got to on the day really work, you know, almost to the frame. Like, I'm going to be on this shot to here yes. and cut to That's that it. there. And, yeah. and going over that a thousand, I, I just find... Yeah, it loses pra- creativity, pra- yeah. Yeah, practicals, actually, I do find they really slow you down. Yeah, well, I think most of it was practical in that, but then we we kind of augmented it with uh, yeah. with with that. But So, yeah, there was... A, 
Yeah, yeah, you know, even like getting uh, knitting needles in, you kind of like use half knitting needles and, yeah, and uh, augment it yeah, later on. And yeah, cut, cutting the, the girl in half was kind of a mannequin, but then you'd replace some of the mannequin arms with real arms and, yeah. you know, little bits like that. Yeah. But, but so I think the in camera stuff for the blood was, was, Good, yeah. but then it looked awful if you didn't augment it afterwards. With yeah, the, uh, with yeah, the, yeah, yeah. You got to add a little bit. I always find it start start from start from somewhere real that you can reference, yeah. and then just if you want to in post, add you know twenty percent. But yeah, because I think it's, it's not the fact that in um, oh my god, what's the um, kill list mm. with it with the hand? You know, he gets his his, yes. his hand coshed like yeah. that. Yeah. And apparently that was a. a I mean, I'm, I'm only talking from someone that was there that said oh, the, the effect wasn't very good, but. Uh, Ben Wheatley said, no, don't worry about that. I've got plans for that. And then, you know, it's one of the most horrific things you've seen. And it's just, it's only fingers broken, but yeah. you say, oh my God. And apparently it was, it was, he knew what he was doing. He could see it afterwards. Yeah. It's yeah. good it's to, real that, it's really good to understand that side of stuff. And mm. it feels so alien, you know, when you first start, oh, how do you do effects? How yes. do you get any of yeah. that? I, I like have, the fact that everybody's screaming and shouting not to go near a camera that's locked off. I really enjoy that. Yeah. <laughs> certain people say, <laughs> I love that. You know? Anybody walking around with a cup of tea yeah. gets shouted down by 50 people. It's hilarious. I love it. Yeah. I love it when it gets serious on a set. It's, yeah. But in a good way, it's yes. really nice. They care about yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. And you yeah. know you've got your crew and your cast when stuff like that happens. Yes. They're not just walking it through. Yeah. They're going, no, no, I really care about this now. Because <laughs> usually the director cares. If the director's the lead person and the captain of that ship and they care, wow, it, you know, it bleeds down. Yeah. And you, surely you the director should always care. No, you know what I mean? I suppose... Not Brian Singer, but other than that... Yeah. Uh, no, yeah, definitely not. Yeah, I can have a pop at him now because he's, he's done. Yeah, yeah, he's done. But show, <laughs> show, <laughs> not a month ago. Yeah, exactly. No, but he showing, comes back. I'm retracting this podcast. But, but showing, showing you care. I mean, it's like yeah, that passion. You mm. can't just. It can't be internally. Oh no, no. You've got to. You've got to bring your crew with you. Mm. You cast right. Yeah. Well, we gave a speech at the at the beginning of mo- of each film as well about yeah. um, think not what you can what this film can do for you, but think more what you can do for this, this film. For you know. Oh, I mean. <laughs> Much more honest. Yeah, yeah. If you work hard, this will do really well for me. Think what you could do for me. I I never do that rousing speech Mm -hmm. because I I overthink it and then go, oh no, it'll be really really embarrassing. I won't do it. And I and then about two days in, I'm like, I should have done the speech. Yeah, I I should have done it. You know, I think it's important, but I didn't do it on my first film, and I wish I had because then I tried to do it halfway (laughs) through. Hi guys, it's it's me, and they're going, yeah, yeah. What what do you want? Every every morning in hair and makeup. I'll do I'll do do it now. I'll do a little one now. Yeah, and they're off doing that, and they're going, well, we've got to go prep that, so we can't be here. I'm just worried about anybody being unhappy or or dissent, you know, because you think you'd be the last person to know. So I always try and say, if there's any problems, please come and tell me, you know, because there's bound to be something. Then somebody will come along and say, "Well, he was really nasty to me." And you go, oh, I don't know. I resolve it. I don't give a fuck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I genuinely don't know about that stuff, yeah. and I haven't got time to think about that stuff. So it's like, you go and talk to someone else. Yeah. No. It, it, it is lovely to put your arm around people and give that sort of. Can't little do that anymore, Giles. Can't do that. No. No, you're right. Well, metaphorically, well, we, put my arm with arm my arm. arm. Yeah, I can, this is my acting arm, so it's like, well, this can I go. Spe- and especially now with your celebrity right arm, that's you know, that's we're I mean. getting very hashtag. I suppose me too, what I mean yeah, so. is your a metaphorical arm around someone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, so let's talk about that experience of directing it then, and and you know, going bigger. And even though it's you know, like you might say, not the budget you wanted necessarily from what you might have been doing, but it's something you really believed in and had a great time shooting. Yeah. You were saying, yes. Why was it so good? What what happened for you? It just went right. It was just that, as I said. Uh, just having Carl Hall there, you know, just having a proper line producer that just went, you just got, oh my God, what about that? And they go, yeah, sort it. 
oh, what about this? When is everybody going to sleep? Well, that's sorted. You don't have to worry about it. You work out your shots and what you're going to do with your actors and I'll sort everything else out. And I'd never done it before. Never. You know, I'd, I'm usually up first thing in the morning cooking the breakfast, you know, yeah. and getting yeah. everything ready. It's just because it's your ship. Yeah. I didn't realise there was another way. You know, Of the films you've made, mm. which one would you say most reflects the film you intended going in? The next one. Ah, very good, very good. Thank you very much. Well done, well done. Yeah. <laughs> no, we wait for an answer. Think, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we really would like an answer. We're running out of time. Can you even give us an answer? <laughs> I don't know. You just uh, everyone you look back on, you think, "Oh, I wish I'd have done that. I wish sure. I'd done that. I wish I'd have done that." You know, so mm. it's impossible to tell. I hope yeah. we get it right on the on the. I know, next I, yeah, one. I yeah. asked that, yeah, having yeah. probably not been able to answer that question myself. Yes, but uh, but similarly, I have had. Two films which have been, I suppose, prepped and prepped and heavily. Yeah. And then another one which has been like, go, 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 yeah, we're yeah, doing it next yeah. week. And it's such a weird, different, uh, battle in your head. Yeah. But, um, but in many ways, I'd argue that the one, the one where you're, it's just flying by the seat of your pants, no time to think about it. Just, you know, lit- one month, you know, mm. you were just scratching around for work and suddenly two months later, oh, I've just made a movie, you know. Yeah. I, I, yeah. And, but then I think I was more pleasantly surprised in many ways because I, I didn't have enough time to, to set myself up for something I couldn't achieve. If that yeah. Makes sense. yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. I was like, oh, wow, I've just got, I'm really chuffed. I've got a movie. It's yeah, quite, you, know, you so. played within your strengths. And yeah, 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 yeah. Think yeah. outside the box while you're there. You go, okay, well, we have to do this. Let's put Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Well, well Mark Price is a genius at that, yeah, you know, because yeah. even with Before Dawn, we said we couldn't make this a feature. We're going to have to do this. And he went, no, of course you make a feature. Well, we haven't got the budget. And he went, well, look, and he gives the answers. And then, he, mm. but he said every single day you'll hit a brick wall that's immovable and it's just breaking that down and how you're going to get through it and then pick yourself and carry on. And it's right. And every single day there's a huge problem you just go well this is the end of it this is the end of the shoot and he's the one that goes like no it is not press record and get your actors in position you go yeah 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 genius at that you know so yeah. he's been around in every film he's been on set in every film oh, really? you know? yeah just for moral support and organizing and generally nice. not being paid <laughs> yeah it's good um, of him so before we wrap up um if you've got any advice for filmmakers coming up or trying to make their second film yeah um what would that be press record great it's a good one yeah well i just think that um uh, even a short film I just think it's uh, people talk and talk and talk and talk and talk I think you can get ready and I think it still costs money but it's a lot cheaper than it was and I think you can get a package now um, where even for £150 for a weekend you can get a set of gels and two red headlights and the camera and they'll probably give you, if you ask them nicely, they'll give you the memory chip and you've got your laptop. If you haven't got your laptop, it's like saying, well, I want to be a pilot. Why can't I be a pilot? I have a right to be a pilot. You haven't. Yeah. You know, you haven't got a laptop. You haven't got your pilot. You can't do it. Yeah. If, But it, it, there are not many excuses left now for not making a short film because you can get the equipment very, very, very cheaply. Mm-hmm. It's easy for me to say that because I've managed to get budgets. So I don't want to patronise anybody or, or, or say that it's easy because it's not. But I... It annoys me now that there are still professional directors talking about making their fucking short they've been going on for five, six, seven years. And you yeah. think, seven years ago, fine. You know, who wants mm. to film on Digibeta? Yeah. But you, you can do it now. I mean, 5Ds are not used anymore. They're, they're, they're rotting at the back of ProVision. You can mm. go and ask them to rent them. There's, there are reds that are there yeah. now that are not being used. He said, like, we, we just dust around them, you know. The, yeah. the, the, you can get the equipment now for very, very cheap and you can rent the lights and get, you can act in it yourself. You know, there's no real excuse for not doing your project. Right. 
That's so true. Mm. So Bait and Before Dawn are out now. Yes. Attack of the Adult Babies. Attack of the Adult Babies is on Nucleus Films, uh, but you can still get it on iTunes and wherever you want to get it. Yeah. And next up, anything we can... We've bought the rights to Jeff Lemire's Lost Dogs, which is a comic book, um, and that's with uh, Studio Pow, who did Funny Cow. Mm. Um, Which you were in. Which I was in a little bit, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so we're kind of in a queue with that, but we're hoping to get that done. Uh, I really, really want to make it. It's a passion project. It took us a long time. I read the book years ago and I thought, oh, wouldn't it be amazing to do this? So Kev Proctor at Studio Power said, we'll try and get the rights to this. So, and fortunately, um, we've, we've got them. So we've just got to get everything together and make it now, which will be great. And I want to do it in black and white. And I want to do it in, you know, it's a period piece. It's like, oh, is it 18? 1790 or 1890 it's filled in and uh you know and and we want to use like robin hood's bay and staves up north and it'd just be it'd be beautiful to do that i can't wait to do it and uh so and a cast's coming together slowly and uh in the meantime any shorts or anything anything Um, yeah i want to do because we're in a queue for that that could take another two years and and adult babies was filmed two years ago so, so We've got three scripts we'd like to do, another smaller film. I really wanted to go straight on to do Lost Dogs, but if I want to do it feature, properly... It, so another feature, yeah. yeah. If I want to so do it similar properly, to Adult so. Baby, sort of more... No, ah. similar to Bait, I think. You oh, know, so more so psychological, more, allegorical. No, sorry, more and so. was in sort of like budget and, you know, yes. more of a down yeah, 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 just yeah. A, yeah, yeah, that sort of thing, yeah. So, we'd, you know, we, we would get... Uh, we want to get um, a distributor involved sooner as well. Um, uh, script point I don't want to hulk around a film that hasn't got distribution um, in the yeah. hope that we get distribution again because it's risky yeah. um, and so that's what we'll do we'll work with a distributor and produce one of these three things in the next year or two I right. think and then get Lost Dogs done but I really wanted to just jump straight up to Lost Dogs and uh, it's not going to happen so okay so make another one in between if you can and then if yeah, we can yeah, Lost Dogs. yeah. yeah. Right. approach a couple of investors carefully and ask nicely and yeah. get on with it like yeah excellent where can people follow you on the socials where can people now follow you on I'm on Twitter as you? literally at Dominic Brunt I think it's you know I've not really thought that through no I think you've thought it through very well I think that does it that's cool I think that's a cool name like at killer something no, I don't know then no one can find you that way whereas oh, Dominic yeah. Brunt people go oh yeah. don't know there he is no, on I Twitter know exactly who that is yeah. Ah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm at Giles Alderson on Twitter so very yeah. good thank you I know who you I are. thought about it yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh that's good right 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 I thought I'd really let myself down there and I feel good about myself <laughs> I, I'm at C James Direct because I couldn't get at Giles Alderson ah yeah. you were yeah. um, he, he tried he tried um, so you can follow you on Twitter there. Yes. Um, what about, have you got websites so people can have a look? Yeah, mitchellbrunt.com. We've got like a, a news on the films and that. And but again, we're crap. You know, we've kind of set it up and go, we're going to do this. And then you don't touch it for six months. It's well, hard. you get it's busy hard. making films. You're in the, you yeah. start making films, you forget to yeah. Yeah, tweet. And, yeah. And the short film show, which is on uh, Sky 192 and Freesat 161 on showcase which is out every week i think the, that's we're halfway through that now so that's on, i don't know when you put this out but uh i'll probably put this out through. around the time the blu-ray release so all right yeah so we might still be on the back end of that and it'll be it's on i think you can get the shows again on amazon prime great after it's been on sky yeah. so i'll put a link in the show notes to that yeah that'd be nice all right for thank to you. see that pleasure yeah, and great. to all your films so people can grab Cheers, them thanks very on your much. website you. pleasure um you can follow us at the filmmakers pod on twitter go to filmmakers podcast to get a whole back catalogue of podcasts all about making indie films you can make your indie film but know who your audience is and go out there and do it and remember if you're lucky enough to rise up and do well it's your duty to send that elevator back down well said thank you dominic brunt this has been an absolute pleasure <laughs> i really enjoyed it i really have thank you very much pleasure thank you christian james thank you i've really enjoyed it too
Good. Thanks. And I've really enjoyed it too. I've been Giles Alderson. This has been the Filmmakers Podcast. Thank you for listening. And we will see you next Tuesday. Bye-bye. Bye. Touchy bye. This was a podcast from the Podfix Network. You can check out more shows like it at podfixnetwork.com.